Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller time. That's right. It's Tuesday. It's 1 p.m. BST. That means you're watching Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My voice is holding on. Excuse me, there's a little burp for you. Never see it coming. My voice is holding on. Let's hope it can survive for the next hour as we do this. Actually, it feels a little bit better. I had a drink. I still need to go to Asda or uh, another, some form of grocery or chemist to get something to help my voice. But hey-ho, we power on regardless. Uh, sorry for the, if you're a... Uh, uh, um, a regular viewer. Sorry for the somewhat stitchy or sketchy content the last week or so. It all ties into the voice. Cheap plug. If you're a patron, patreon.com forward slash sign meta 316. Link in the description below. You know the deal. Otherwise, I'm not going to talk about it uh, more outwardly than that. It's just the way I live my life. Not that I'm only telling... Pa- I'm not even going to start even get into it. But yeah, that's all there as well. Uh, Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. And of course, if you're watching live on YouTube right now, use the Super Chat. You can ask a question. You can make a comment. You can call me a bald asshole. You can do whatever you want. Much like Tom Talks Rubbish has done. When you do a Super Chat, you get a hand on the heart. No idea. Just started doing it once. And now we don't stop. Who says, first live stream in a while. Hope you're better. I'm feeling all right. Still not 100%, but we will continue climbing to the top of the mountain. And when we're there, we'll look back down with uh, peace and love. All makes perfect sense to me. So, yes, thank you as always for joining me. Do subscribe if you have never subscribed to my YouTube channel. If you're listening on the audio podcast service, be that, was it, SoundCloud, Google Play, whatever, just search for Simon Miller on YouTube. Give me a subscribe. Always nice to see that going up. And now let's talk about a Raw show, which for me is one of the best Raw shows of 2019. What a glorious three hours of television that was. Wasn't perfect. Still some stuff you can raise an eyebrow at. And hey, we can even argue about some of the winners and some of the losers, but that's fine. That's what we should do with wrestling. Like, when wrestling is delivered to us in the right way, we should be able to go, oh, I can't believe so-and-so won. Much like you watch the NFL or the Premier League or hockey or whatever your sport, your chosen sport is, you should be able to watch it and just go, well, that sucked. I wanted this guy to win because he's my favorite and he didn't. It's all about the context it's presented to you. And that's why, in terms of the King of the Ring tournament, it, 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 it's been awesome. I mean, the shenanigans with Elias and Kevin Owens aside, it's been well booked, it's been well thought out, there's been winners and losers, everybody, as far as I can see, maybe not necessarily in the first round, but onwards from that, has absolutely benefited from being in it, and that's all you can ask, that is all you can ask, I'll say this now, because I can already see the, um, (laughs) in the chat, Uh, yeah, I'm very lucky, I'm very privileged, uh, for the second year running, to, if you do watch WWE on Sky, uh, sports, you will know, or Sky One, you will know that for years they've had the whole, when a new video game come out, so this year WWE 2K20, they have WWE 2K20 sponsors, WWE on Sky, and yes, for the second year running, that is my voice, it puts a massive smile on my face, it makes me a very, very happy man, I I love the fact that I get that opportunity, um, but yeah, that that is me, so we'll, we'll put that to bed Uh, long may these opportunities keep coming they make me feel good they make me feel proud and you know in many ways that's what life uh, that's what life is all about right before we get to the king of the ring tournament i do want to talk about stone cold steve austin i i don't know how you feel about stone cold steve austin on raw if you you know weren't if you didn't grow up on the attitude era 
I'm sure he still he still works uh, on some level. But for somebody like me that not only grew up on the Attitude Era, but you know Stone Cold Steve Austin, it went Bret Hart, then Bret Hart left, and in between all of that, Stone Cold Steve Austin segued across, mostly because of the WrestleMania 13 match talked about uh, until the cows come home, and it was just like my word, this guy is. He's the, he's the best, right? And here we are, 20 or so years later, and he comes out at Madison Square Garden. The place goes crazy for him. He just has a connection with a wrestling crowd. Who knows why? And it's just the best thing on the whole show. And it's the best thing on the whole show to the point everything else kind of sucks. And obviously, it doesn't suck, but that's kind of how, uh, kind of how it feels, which is hilarious that that's the, uh, the situation we find ourselves in. He didn't even do anything for the first two minutes. He just drank beer and, stole st- and told stories as the what, chant rain, you know, the what chants rain down. And eventually Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman were out there. You know, no disrespect to them. In many ways, it's not their fault. In many ways, it's just a WWE problem. But, you know, the, the, the sheer magnitude that Austin brings to the, uh, to the, um, to the show made them feel like pit players, which is ridiculous. Austin's, what, like 55? Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, look, I'm not saying that it, it, it's good when you look at it long term, because we really do need to sort this problem out. I think that's a fair, a, a fair point to make. We need to make more Stone Cold Steve Austin's. I'm not saying it's easy, but we still need stars of that level. Um, but in terms of sat here today, what, 12, 13, 14 hours removed. Brilliant. <laughs> just, just brilliant. Monster evasion. He's great to watch. He's fun. Um, and yeah, it just made me laugh. I mean, the, not the savior, but the savior of the, I shouldn't say the savior, the highlight of the segment once it had got going and it wasn't just Stone Cold Steve Austin has some fun was AJ Styles. Like as soon as the OC interrupted and AJ Styles was mocking Stone Cold and what a great heel AJ Styles. AJ Styles is such a good performer, not just because what he can do in the ring. I don't, I don't even think it's debate that when we're talking about best in-ring performers ever, AJ Styles will be in that conversation. But as a heel, he's having so much fun. He's such a dick. He was thinking on his feet. He was reacting with the crowd. And again, it ended with a big brawl between everyone after the contract got signed, the Universal Championship contract for this Sunday. You know, Austin stuns AJ Styles. And it was, it was excellent. Now, really, we should be able to... We will, and we'll do it right now. We, it makes so much sense to sit here and go, what a stupid booking thing to do. AJ Styles, I mean, he's not a young up-and-comer. I know he's in his 40s, and he's probably in the twilight of his career, but he's still amazing. And you can say Stone Cold Steve Austin. It should be the other way around. AJ should be beating up, uh, beating up Austin to try and get something out of it. And you're right. You're hundred percent right. We should be doing that. But that wouldn't have been as fun. This was fun. This was entertaining, and it set me up for an awesome, an awesome three hours. And that's all I care about. I know I shouldn't, but right now on Tuesday, the tenth of September, that is all I care about. AJ played his role wonderfully. Austin knows what he's doing. I loved seeing another stunner in Madison Square Garden. I thought the whole segment was excellent. I thought the whole segment was excellent. And I, I see criticism online, not that much, but the people that always kind of wiggle their way out of their holes. And I'm like, man, I'm here for a good time. I don't want to say I'm not here for a long time. I hope I'm here for a long time as well. But in, in, you know, given where we're at, let, I just want to enjoy it for what it was. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin in Madison Square Garden. And AJ still got his licks in. Like that one point when he went, why don't you just shut up, Steve? <laughs> the way he delivered it was like two brothers going at it. Oh, man, AJ Styles. Underrated AJ Styles when it comes to his character work. He really, really, really is. And he got an asshole chant. He got a soccer mum haircut chant. He was, he was the best. Uh, Matt Moore in the super chat 
says, day off. Why? Here's why. It's my birthday today. And now sat chilling with you, my friend, on my Militron. Keep up the good work once again. Well, Matt, thank you very much. And also, happy birthday. Everyone say happy birthday to Matt, because why the hell not? Um... Uh, that's very kind of you, dude. And I hope you have a great day. There's nothing wrong. And I appreciate on your birthday, the day of your birth, coming to join me here on Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Also going to say, birthday is one of those things that I find amazing, that we all celebrate our birthdays, given that we have no control over when we're born. <laughs> it just happens. But then we go, damn it, on this day every year I'm celebrating. So Matt, thank you so much. Also, shout out to End Undead FB Goo in the super chat. Again, please do send me some super chats. Just you know, throw whatever you want in there, and we can talk about whatever you want. Uh, Raw bookended by Stone Cold plus a Firefly Funhouse equals amazing birthday. It's your birthday as well. It's everybody's birthday. Well, happy birthday to Undead FB Goo as well. Uh, glad to have you back live, Simon. That's very kind. Who else's birthday is it? Happy birthday to everybody. Um, no, it was. Yeah, obviously, the, the funniest thing about Stone Cold Steve Austin at the end was Cedric Alexander hits um, Styles, of course, with the lumbar jack, which I imagine builds up to a match between those two for the US title, which I hope anyway. But yeah, we get that. And then Austin's music hit. And for a split second, I was like, why does Cedric Alexander now have, <laughs> now have Austin's music? But he came out... Classic, let's try and get these guys over as much as possible. The main event uh, the main event was, who the hell was it? It was the OC with Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, Cedric Alexander, the Viking Raiders. Obviously, the Viking Raiders coming to the aid of Cedric Alexander earlier, earlier in the evening. Uh, Big Ted Man Schmoz was just there to send the crowd home happy. A bit of tension between Seth and Braun to build to their thing on Sunday. Obviously, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, not the greatest build. The fact they're going to be in a, in a number one contenders match. Uh, sorry, in a, in a title match. But hey-ho, uh, we, do, we do what we can. Uh, Orange Great Cassidy is the GOAT in the Super Chat. Says, hey, Simon, it's my birthday tomorrow. This is amazing. Love your channel. Well, Orange Great Cassidy is the GOAT. Happy birthday for you tomorrow as well. I'm hopefully going to be doing another show then. So I'm, I'll try and remind myself to give you a proper one. And Chronically Mags in the Super Chat says, just turned 21 on Monday. Happy birthday. After years of being told I wasn't going to live past one, then three and five and so on, life's ass is officially kicked. Well, that's just incredible. Uh, that's, I, mean, I, I don't know what the situation is there, chronically mags, but hell yeah, that is what life is all about. Like we talked about, you never know what life is going to throw at you. You just have to deal with your cards as best you can. Welcome to 21, my friend. And I don't know what the, the, the drinking age is in, in New Zealand, but I guess you can go and drink. I don't drink. I don't know why I suggested that, but you can, should you so wish legally, but it may be younger than that. I don't know. Uh, let's talk about the King of the Ring tournament. Uh, actually, no, let's talk about that main event first because it was, like I said, it was, Austin comes out afterwards to try and get everybody else over and I'm like, that ain't never going to happen. This Madison Square Garden crowd's already made up their mind. They just want to cheer the hell out of Austin. And the cool thing was there's loads of footage online about what happened afterwards and AJ Styles took another stunner. Which just, it's, it, I don't know. There, there's, there's ways and means of looking at it, but for me, obviously Austin was the star of the thing, of course, but AJ Styles is a super close second. And I think anyone like that that can come out feeling like... I, in many ways, I might, when I think about it, from an entertainment point of view, I view AJ Styles on the same level uh, as Austin for their performances on the night. And when you can do that, I can't... It's hard to... Uh, you know, it, it's hard to criticize. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a great opening segment. I had an absolute blast with it. it. Put a smile on my face. I watched it a couple of times. I love Austin Pops. Even in 2019, there is um, there is nothing better. So yeah, it, it kind of set up the whole show. It almost gave Raw a free pass. 
it was almost like you can kind of do whatever you want now and I'm going to enjoy it regardless because you made me feel so good in the first 20 minutes of your show. And it was a good roar. Let's not pretend otherwise. Quick shout out to Timothy Jones in the Super Chat. He says, it isn't my birthday, but I'll say it is from a happy birthday from Simon. You can use the Super Chat to do that. Like I say, anything that goes in the Super Chat, it's yours. That's how you control the show. So happy birthday to Timothy Jones and it's not even his birthday. That's the power of the Super Chat. Again, if you don't know, you see the, the, the chat box over here to... Uh, you're right, it will be when you're looking at it. There's a little dollar sign down there. You just hit the dollar sign and, and go from there. And again, all the just in case people wonder, oh, Miller, you're just going after cash. All the cash that I get, be it through my Patreon or through this or whatever, even the ad revenue, it all goes back into my podcasts. It goes to freeing up the time to ensure I can do this stuff, turning down other work and so on and so forth. King of the Ring tournament. Brilliant. I've loved it. I mean, we had Baron Corbin versus Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. I was a little bit confused because I was told the reason it was designed to be a triple threat match was to get Ricochet over more. And I thought Ricochet looked great. He was doing all his Ricochet things. But I didn't think it was like... I, I didn't see it that way at all in the match. And that's not me crapping over Ricochet. Ricochet was brilliant. But to me, Ricochet is always brilliant. <laughs> um, the only Someone said it earlier in the chat. Sorry, I missed your name. But the only person that came out with it with a little bit of like, I don't really get what we're doing is Samoa Joe. Now, I'm biased towards Samoa Joe. Him and Rusev, always my guys. But Baron Corbin won. And I like the finish. I like the 6.30 on to Joe. Baron Corbin comes in, chucks Ricochet away, and Baron Corbin gets the pin. I actually think Baron Corbin in the final is the right thing to do. Don't want him to win. I'd rather Chab Gable beat him. But I think you need a character like Baron Corbin in that if you're going to put a good guy over. So that makes sense to me. But I just, the big takeaway I had was I don't understand what Samoa Joe's role in WWE's eyes is at the moment anymore. Everything they give him, he smashes. We talk about this on Ups and Downs. Again, 2 p.m., head over to Work Culture Wrestling with me. But everything that he does, he smashes. Like, he's really, he's really, really, really talented. They can give him promo material that nobody else could pull off, and Samoa Joe can. He's a badass. The last couple of months, he's been getting some real momentum from the fans as a face. I think we could have had a face turn in there. And yet, when it comes to these kind of situations, it's probably because of all the things I just said, WWE goes, well, we can have him lose. And that does slowly start to creep up. Like, ever since his first feud with AJ Styles, sort of a year ago, whenever it was, think of a Samoa Joe feud where he wins, and he doesn't. And yet, he's still able to keep up this uh, sensation of being a killer. And that's because he's so good. But I just sometimes get a bit frustrated that WWE doesn't capitalize on that. Matt Moore in the Super Chat. Thank you so much, Matt, who's a non-birthday related. Uh, what do WWE do with the street profits like what they're doing at the minute? Do they go back to next? Do they debut? I do, I think it's or do they debut? I'm kind of a bit past what the street profits are doing. They're great at it. But it's classic, Law of Diminishing Returns, the catchphrase of this show. I've seen it so much now. I don't need a narrator for Raw. That's what my announcers and my commentary team are for. So when we do have a, like a, a two-minute, three-minute promo, which is entertaining, but doesn't really go anywhere, doesn't really build to anything, I am like, maybe we should do something with them, especially because they have lost the NXT titles. Maybe they're trying to figure that out. Maybe now that NXT is going to be on TV, they're like, should we do more with those two back on there or do we put them properly on Raw? But I certainly think once Clash of Champions is out of the way, put them whichever show you want to put them on and build them for what they're all about because I do think eventually it's going to it's going to go the wrong way. It was a bit weird on Raw this week. I didn't really think it added much. And then he had one. I got, I got it more when they had multiple segments because then it felt like they were gluing the show together. Now they just have a one and done and they're gone. And you're like, okay. Uh, Kyle Lincoln in the Super Chat says, unless it's your birthday, it's your unbirthday. It's true, Kyle. 
So happy unbirthday to everybody, unless it is your birthday, and therefore happy birthday. We've established that. And Lamel KH2 in the super chat says, "Hey Simon, this has to be my last super chat. College funds. I did join the Patreon, so one last platinum Oscar up for my favorite Rusev. That's all right, dude. Look, when it comes to finances, it's like gambling, right? Only give what you can afford. Don't ever put yourself in trouble." A, I appreciate you with that super chat. Massively appreciate you joining the Patreon. That means the world to me. Again, I funnel all this money back to them with personal projects. So I'm able to uh, to free up the time to do this. So don't, don't ever worry about that, my friend. I just appreciate you being on board for as long or as short or whatever in between that, that it may be. Uh, Vicky Brantlin says, Connor's crushes are awesome. Roman looks so uncomfortable mentioning his leukemia. He spent years not mentioning it to happen to constantly. It's a good point. And it would take a while to get used to, especially if by nature he's a kind of guy that did want to talk about it that connor's cure segment though was i watched that and i watched roman reign talk about his illness and all i could think was who cares about wrestling man like it's important and it's fun and we should take it seriously as and when but this is the real stuff i thought i was really i I, and then some people go oh it's just wwe you know parading out their charity i don't care man those kids would have had the time of their life it was a real yeah, just a real a real cool moment. I liked it a lot. I'm a fan of it. It gets a tick. It gets a tick from me. But yeah, the King of the Ring match. Yeah, Samoa Joe is the only thing that I, that I question. But I'm now hoping that Chad Gable... Who the hell is Chad Gable fighting on SmackDown? Uh, I can't for the life of me remember. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Because my brain deceives me. I know Chad Gable's in it. And the other person... You've already got it by the time I get there. Of course, it's Elias. It's got to be Chad You can't do Baron Corbin versus Elias. Then I will get mad. Um, And I think Chad Gable wins. I think Chad Gable with the whole shorty stuff, as much as I hate it, that's the direction we're going in. Have a really good win against Elias. Take on Baron Corbin, who's legit, what, like 6'3", maybe even 6'4". It'll be a great story, and you'll get a great reaction from the fans. If Chad Gable does win, I hope that we stay away from the King of the Ring. I think if Baron Corbin wins it, you can do the robe and the crown. If Chad Gable wins it, I'd move away from it. Also... I think that WWE would have some fun with Baron Corbin in that role. But Chad Gable would get so much more out of it in terms of putting him in the position where Baron Corbin already is. We know what WWE thinks of him. We know they're going to push him hard. And if we do that, I really do think this will be one of the most successful King of the Rings we've ever had. Took us by surprise. Every match has been good. Well, you know, relatively speaking. Uh, it has showcased a bunch of new people. Cedric Alexander now having matches in the main event of Raw play, uh, fighting against AJ Styles. No problem with that whatsoever. So, all in all, it has set out to do exactly what it was meant to do. And let's say it is that Chad Gable that wins. How, for how long have so many people said they want Chad Gable to get a moment, to get a spot, to get anything? What a, what a turnaround that would be. What a 180. And hopefully when we go back to the whole Heyman Bischoff stuff, we can start keeping our fingers crossed that this is some of their influence coming into play. Because Chad Gable didn't have anything before that. So, yeah. I hope that's what's on the menu here. I hope that's what's on the agenda. Pretty damn cool. All in all, though. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the King of the Ring. Um, Chicken Salad in the Super Chat says, What do you think about Ric Flair suing WWE? What do I think about that? I find it very interesting. Um, I, I, look, it's difficult for me. I, 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 I can't really come down on it too harsh because I don't know the ins and outs. But for me, wrestling nicknames should be like wrestling finishing moves. I think they, they pass on down generations. It's different if somebody was The Rock, because The Rock has become something bigger these days. Same as Stone Cold Steve Austin. If all of a sudden Becky was Stone Cold Becky Lynch, I'd be like, man, that's not going to work. But A, Rick Flair used to say to be the man, you've got to beat the man. 
and Becky Lynch isn't saying that she's just a man. I, I, look, I don't want to, I'm not going to crap over everybody, but I find the situation a little bit confusing. I don't really get it. Um, it seems like a needless thing to do unless Ric Flair wants some money. Maybe he needs some cash and he thought this was a good way to do it. Rob Bunt in the Super Chat says, Hey, Simon, Fiend attacking The Undertaker, yay or nay? Well, the problem I have with that, Rob, as great as it would make for a moment, especially if it happens tonight at Madison Square Garden, round two for SmackDown, Undertaker confirmed to be there, is I don't think Baron Corbin, uh, Baron Corbin, Bray Wyatt is going to be allowed to beat The Undertaker and this is my thing. Also, I don't believe that you're going to do that before you have the Hell in a Cell match. So, no, I don't think it's going to happen. And unless it's greenlit and written into the contract, written into the stars, that The Undertaker loses that match and Bray Wyatt wins, just don't do it. Anything that Bray Wyatt gets involved in for the next six months um, has to result in him winning. 100% has to result in him winning. And if not, just don't do it. Because you've got a really interesting character. I loved his Firefly Funhouse on Raw. Because now it's already got people talking. What does it mean? What does 1119 mean? And I think most people jumped to the fact. Well, I did. I went, oh, November 2019. That's when the Hell in a Cell is. No, it's not. Hell in a Cell is in October. So, you know, we don't know. We, we don't know what that's all about either. Um, And I, I like, I like, I, I want to keep the, 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 the magic of the Fiend and Bray Wyatt's character alive. I don't want to lose that. And I think the best way to do that is by putting him on a, on a winning streak. And Undertaker ends that. I'm even a bit worried about Hell in a Cell. I, I don't want a DQ. I don't want a double count out. I don't want to beat somebody up too much. I want none of that. I want a clean win for Bray Wyatt for a long, 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 long time. Jason Deacon in the Super Chat. Uh, do you think this is why Chad Gable was taking notes? I mean, if, if WWE does say that, I don't believe that was ever the plan. I think that will be them retroactively fitting things in. It was just stupid. No, I don't. But if he wins, I don't even care. I don't even care. So many storylines have been dropped and we've still, we've still found ways to make it work. So, you know, let's... Um, we'll, <laughs> I can still see Baron Corbin winning is my point. So I don't want to get too... Um, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, Danny BT talks in the super chat says, "If I recall, eleven nineteen was the date the Undertaker debuted." I've seen this theory. I think it's a bit far fetched, but maybe I'm wrong. I just don't see how you're going to put Bray Wyatt in a Hell in a Cell main event while also having him feud with Taker. That seems a little bit much for me. And also, if he is going to feud with Taker, unless it is going to be for the Universal Championship, which I also don't see, it means he's going to lose a Hell in a Cell. These are things that I don't want. I want wins. <laughs> I want wins for Bray Wyatt, and I want them all. Uh, the tag match on Raw is the only thing I wanted to talk about. I'd be intrigued to see what other people's opinions are. Charlotte and Becky teaming up, enemies, to take on best friends, Sasha Banks and Bailey. It was kind of an odd dynamic anyway, because Charlotte is a heel. Bailey is now a heel. Sasha Banks is now a heel. Becky Lynch is the only babyface, but to try and underline that um, Becky, uh, sorry, Sasha and... Bailey are now new heels, kinda. We're gonna make them more heelish. So straight away, I was like, "Mark, great match though, and a great sort of example of what the women's tag team division could be should WWE uh, push it in this direction." But having Charlotte beat Bailey, look, I get it. Charlotte beating Bailey with a natural selection probably means that Bailey's gonna hold on to her championship on Sunday. Cool, fine. WWE does that from time to time. However, with that said, when you have a new tag team who are pretty cool, pretty good, which is you know, Sasha Banks and Bailey together, heel turn, all the things we've just said, and they can't even beat Becky Lynch and Charlotte, who hate each other, I understand that's an issue, but it really depends on what we do now. Um, I've got a small... F I maybe Becky Lynch loses her title Sunday, 
and Charlotte, because if Becky Lynch loses her title Sunday and Charlotte, um, yeah, Charlotte doesn't win, it means Becky Lynch, what's going on with me? Sasha Banks and Bayley now have both championships. And I think it makes that group far more powerful. And this match ain't even going to matter. It's going to be irrelevant. Who's going to care? And I quite like that idea. I think that Bailey would have to get involved and screw over Becky Lynch. I don't think Becky Lynch can lose clean. I think you need to keep that alive. But I do think doing that is going to open up um, open up so many more opportunities where you can actually do something with this. I guess the only problem with that is it's the classic WWE momentum thing. And they do that with stuff like Money in the Bank. So many people have won Money in the Bank, but before they get there on Raw and SmackDown, they lose, 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 lose. Because in their heads, they think they're going to have this massive win. It does work. You know, it does work. So you can't criticize it too much. I just find it a bit interesting. But um, it all this episode of Raw is really going to... Not sink or swim, because I had a really good time watching it. But I think it's going to make a lot more sense once we're at the other side of the pay-per-view. So we need to get to Monday, and then we need to, and then we need to look back. Uh, Matt Moore in the Super Chat says, Miller, in control, every belt in... Uh, uh, hang on a second. Hang on, Miller. In control, every belt in WWE. If. Do you mean if? Matt, I need you to rephrase that. Matt, rephrase your message. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand it. Miller, in control, every belt in WWE today. Who holds what? Should you call the shots... Won't steal your thunder, but would love to see AJ Black IC champ. Yeah, dude, re- I don't, I don't know what that means, and I don't want to not answer your, uh, not answer your. If you're saying that I call the shots, who do I want to see? Everybody. If you're saying who do I want to see hold every belt in the WWE today? Well, I give the Universal Title to Bray Wyatt. Uh, I'd give the United States Championship. I'd have it on AJ Styles at the moment, anyway. I think that works fine. My tag team champions would be the Viking Raiders because what we're we waiting for, or Gallows and Anderson, either would be fine. My Intercontinental Champion would be Shinsuke Nakamura. That's fine, but just do something with him. By this point, I would have made Randy Orton my world, uh, my WWE Champion. I just think that tells that story better. And the women's tag team champions couldn't even get on the show, so those belts need a, a, a reprieve massively. Tom talks rubbish in the super chat. Says, oh, it vanished. Where did it go? Uh, AEW and NXT on Thursday equals great day off for me. Uh, I was thinking this the other day, yeah, because a lot of people won't watch it live and you can just watch it all on Thursday. Think how weird that's going to be, ups and downs on Thursdays. The first week of October is crazy. Ups and downs goes Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays. Thanks a lot, wrestling. Screwed my life right up. (laughs) That's a joke, that's a joke. Uh, John Gihorn in the Super Chat says... Four horsewomen, fatal four-way in a cell. Thoughts? What, so Sasha versus Bailey? versus Charlotte versus Becky. Hmm. I don't know how you tell that story after Bailey and Sasha Banks just made up. Maybe down the line, maybe in it six months or so, once you can sort of independently have them apart from one another. I don't think you can do it now though. I don't I I, I think Bailey and Sasha Banks will be the, the champions of Raw and SmackDown after Sunday. Or at least I hope so. If we're gonna turn people heel and we're gonna have them take on a new direction, a new path, let's justify it with wins. Because why else did you turn? If you turn and you lose, that was stupid. What did you turn for? You're no better than, than, than you were. Which is a bit like what happened to Shinsuke Nakamura, and he's now in purgatory. Uh, Carl Lincoln says, uh, professional take, Luke 11.19 and Kawar 11.19 for the clock. Oh, Luke 19 and Kawar 11.19 for the clock. I know, I see what you're saying, but how does that then pertain to professional wrestling? That's the only, I don't see how Luke and the Quran, that's what, that's what I need to know. Like, what does 11.19 mean? I mean, it either means November 2019, or yes, it could mean the 19th of November, or it may not have anything to do with dates. Maybe that was the time in somewhere in the world. Uh, we, 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 we just, um, at, the, at this juncture, uh, we, do, we, don't, we don't know. But uh, yeah, I like to, 
I, uh, attack match intrigued me. I want to see. I want to see where it's going. Uh, what it's going going to go. And other than that, Raw just kind of you know the Lacey Evans Natalia match just fifty fifty booking at its worst. But hey, at least they got on the show. It did suck that Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross was on the show. When you have a women's tag team match, you think you want to highlight them somehow. So yeah, you can talk about that. Cedric Alexander had a great night. He absolutely smashed it. We've got the Rey Mysterio storyline where it looks like he's going to climb back to the top by going through great professional wrestlers like he did. But what happened is, I imagine, so he beats Grand Metalik yesterday. Um, he'll probably take on all the Lucha House Party for three weeks. And then, yeah, eventually take on Andrade again, I would guess. So um, yeah, we will we will see about that. But then you know, that worked, and that essentially was raw. It, it you know flew by. As you'll see on ups and downs, it's a bit of a shorter episode because it's very match heavy, which I liked, which I enjoyed. Uh, I do like the odd skit here and there as well. Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler probably could have been featured a bit more, given that their tag match feels a bit like. But it was always going to happen. Of course, it's always going to feel like it's lost a bit in the shuffle because it is. The focus is always going to be on the Universal Championship. It's your main championship. Shout out to Chronically Mags in the super chat. It's midnight in New Zealand. My word. I guess half midnight too. So good night. Good night to everybody in New Zealand. I appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, that 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 you know that was that was Monday Night Raw. Certainly, let me know what you think about it in the chat. If you've got anything to say, you can um, you can smash it in the super chat. That's right. I'm just looking up news to make sure I haven't missed anything. The Rock was praising AJ Styles for getting Stone Cold stunned, which was uh, which was interesting. But no, I, I just thought it was fun. Easy to watch. The Bray Wyatt stuff. I, li- I like the fact they teased the Bray Wyatt stuff as well. In the second segment, you had Bray Wyatt basically doing an advert for the Firefly Funhouse going, hey, it's coming later. Hang around for it. So, you know, don't, don't, don't go anywhere. I'll be intrigued to see what this does rating-wise. I really will because, you know, it's got competition again now. But it wasn't. And the crowd was awesome for, for Madison Square Garden. You know, I don't know. How, apparently, it wasn't sold out. But they still made all the noise in the world. And I, I just enjoyed it. I just really, 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 really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a very, <laughs> given that it was a go, I mean, you could probably say that given that it was a go home for Clash of Champions, maybe there wasn't enough focus on the pay-per-view. But I still think because I enjoyed this so much, it's likely that if I wasn't planning to watch it, and of course I am, I still would be, you know, ready or willing to probably put some money down or buy the network or something if I was so inclined. I'm just making sure I haven't missed anything, as sometimes uh, sometimes I do. I don't think so. And obviously, Seth Rollins just seemed like he was having the time of his life with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I like you when wrestlers are fans. I like you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It used to be this time where if you're a fan, you're a bad person. We're all fans deep down. So like these days when people are Millie, you're such a mark, you're such a nerd. Yeah, I am. And I always will be, because if, you, if, you don't, if you're not, what are you even doing to begin with? You don't have to be. You can certainly enjoy wrestling from a... Uh, a professional standpoint that's fine as well but i am a fan and i'm i'm always going to be a fan i don't i don't think there's anything wrong with that i'm intrigued to see what they do on smackdown this evening because there's a lot to do especially when it comes to roman reigns eric rowan and daniel bryan we've got to tie that story up in a bow and some people are still assuming that it's not going to be eric rowan versus roman reigns i think it is i don't think you want to work daniel bryan into that spot too quickly hold daniel bryan off hell in a cell hold office of survivor series you don't have to rush these things there's enough content there's enough people on the show that you can hold a few people off and hey i want to see roman reigns versus rowan it's one of those matches that i never thought i'd see so don't take it away from me come up with a way to you know to make it more interesting you know, make me care about it. I want Rowan to do well. And him going in a match against Roman Reigns, I mean, it very well could be a rock situation at WrestleMania where poor Eric Rowan gets absolutely destroyed. But if not, yes, let's utilize the talent we have. I, I, I don't think there's anything, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
uh, at all. It's not the main event. It's not the focus of the show. Um, it's a very, you know, it's a great way to use matches and pay-per-views as a way to fuel forward the story. Again, I don't really know where we're going now. Because if it does turn out that Daniel Bryan was involved, so that means part of Daniel Bryan's plan was Eric Rowan clawing him through a table. Uh, <laughs> I don't really understand that for, for, for one second. But I'll let WWE tell their story. And there were some rumors, and we may have talked about this last week, but there were some rumors over the last week or so that apparently everybody backstage, the WWE writers, is well aware that if you try and explain this storyline to someone that doesn't know any of it, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Which is true. Like, where did the mysterious Eric Rowan lookalike go? He just vanished. So that didn't make any sense. But maybe they have some twists and twer turns left in, the, left in the tank. I've actually done a video about this, which should be going up today or sometime this week, about how I would have mucked around with the Roman Reigns storyline. It's not too dissimilar to what WWE has done, but there's no plot holes and it has a payoff at the end, some of which features some of the people that were also featured. I don't want to give away too much because it does have a twist in it, and I want to see how people react to it when they first hear it. I know what people have. People will go, man, you're rubbish, but that's fine. So, yeah, you, you, you can keep an eye you can keep an eye out for that. Um, but, yeah, as for Raw, top stuff. Top stuff all around. And really, how far? We're about three weeks away, right? Yeah, AEW starts one, two... Oh, one, two, yeah, three weeks tomorrow, AEW starts, which means NXT starts next week. I tell you, man, what a crazy time to be a wrestling fan. There is so many different directions that it can all go in. Um, and I don't think anybody can predict. You know, I've seen some people, I'm not saying that this is a, a, a global opinion, but I've seen some people feeling like they're not as pumped for AEW as they were. I'm not saying that. I'm saying a few people have reached out to me and said that. But I guess, again, things just become ordinary, right? We've had multiple AEW pay-per-views now. The TV will be exciting because it's new. But maybe the fact that they've announced all these dates, it does make it a real thing. And the shine doesn't come off of it, but the novelty goes away. Because that's, the whole, that's what novelty is. Novelty is a, is a short-lived short thing. But I, um, yeah, I... I, I, I'm, I think this is going... I, well, I hope it helps out everybody. And I hope everybody stays creative. I thought Triple H had some really interesting words about it. Didn't call it a war. He, you know, he was very, very um, political with it. That's not the right word. He's very, very... Um, I can't think of the right word. But whatever that word is, he was very that with it, which I thought was, which I thought was important. I, I, I think as long as we come from this from a good side on both ends, I think the fans are going to win. And of course, the news broke this morning, I think, that Access have been bought out by Anthem, and Anthem are the people that own Impact. And if you don't know, Access TV in America also has New Japan and WoW. So how that all ties in is going to be interesting too. Is Access going to become a, a wrestling station? Is Impact now going to... I mean, you'd have to imagine so. But Impact's going to go on Access. Do they keep the New Japan deal? Do they keep the WoW deal? Do we make you know a certain day into wrestling day on that station? So it's not just you know, the AEW and WWE that's going on. ML, MLW is doing well. I mean, they don't have contracts or TV the big as, as big as some people, but they still have, no pun intended, they're still making an impact. It's kind of just Ring of Honor at the moment, which are, in terms of the names that we recognize, which need to kick up the ass. But maybe they'll get that too. Maybe they'll get that too, which would also, uh, which would also be great. And then you, I mean, it's too much wrestling, and it just is. But at least in 2019, you get to choose. What do you want to watch? Uh, and that's why I don't think the AEW NXT thing is that is that bigger thing. If you want to watch both, you can. You know, you have the you could watch one back. Or, you know, it's not like 1998 where you had to choose because we didn't have all these all this technology. We have the technology now, and you could probably watch both at the same time if you were so inclined. I mean, you wouldn't enjoy it as much as you wanted to, but 
yeah, I think... Uh, I, I don't think it's going to have as big as... It's, it's going to smash as much as it did back then, but I'm still excited about it. And I still I still want to know uh, where, where it's going to go. Uh, my man Matt Moore in the Super Chat says, What do you think the plan is for Survivor Series? Surely it can't be Raw versus SmackDown, but it could be Team NXT versus SmackDown of some sort. Well, the, the worrying thing... Worrying thing... In October, it sounds like we're going to get a couple of brand splits where we actually shore up Raw and SmackDown and properly separate them so that Fox are happy and that USA are happy. Obviously, that happens a week before Survivor Series, or sorry, a month before Survivor Series. So you just know that when WWE are planning that, somebody has said, oh, then we're going to have um, secure rosters, so maybe we can do Raw versus SmackDown in November, which would be absolutely preposterous after almost a year of wrestlers jumping back and forth and no one giving two craps. But hey, that, that, that's professional wrestling for you. Uh, I hope they don't do it. I hope that if we are going proper Raw and SmackDown, have them on the same pay-per-view. I never liked it when we had Raw exclusive and SmackDown exclusive pay-per-views. I think it, it just doesn't work. But yes, let's absolutely, um, you know, draw a line between the both and ensure that we, we just balance it out. It doesn't mean having five-hour shows. It's just pick our best matches and go with it. I think that will benefit. I think it'll make SmackDown feel more unique. Raw is kind of Raw. It can do its own thing. But that's what I want these days. Like, use the roster. The, the best thing about the last few weeks has been seeing Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable. Even Andrade feels like he's being featured more. And these aren't my favorite guys by any stretch of the imagination. They're not, but they could become my favorite guys. I need to be introduced to them properly within the WWE fold. And the only way to do that is what they're doing. Like, I think if you watch Cedric Alexander's, um, uh, what do you call it? curve in terms of reactions it gets more and more each and every week and that's because people are recognizing him they know his music they know his moves they know what he's all about uh, so i hope they don't i'm worried that they will uh Solisto in the super chat says happy not birthday i love this some people are speculating that 11 19th is november 19th which is the undertaker's debut at survivor series yeah i just i don't want bray white versus the undertaker because the undertaker will beat him that's that's what that's what I think that will happen. Unless he's happy to let Bray White be, and then yeah, sure. But that's my only worry, and we will see. We we will see. Like my, if someone sat me down right now and said, Simon, you know, what's your one thing? Don't let him lose, and let him beat everybody. Because don't forget, we all loved as much as we love the Fiend. We love the original incarnation of Bray White too. We thought it was cool. We thought it was badass, but it was diluted and it was soured because of those of those things. You know, Chris Jericho, um, Finn Balor. Kevin Owens, Dean, Dean Ambrose. He didn't win any of them. You know, he could never, ever, ever get one over anybody. To eventually look to him like, well, you're rubbish. And that will happen with The Fiend as well, no matter how much terrifying or scary he is. If he goes against someone like The Undertaker, someone that we hold in the highest regard and we deem as a legend, and he just loses, you're like, what was the point of that? <laughs> what was the point? You weren't able to do anything. And I think that's, you know, wrestling is weird like that. As much as wins and losses don't matter because they're predetermined, they also carry all the weight in the world because that's all that people are fighting for. Titles are on the line as well. But ultimately, you're fighting to beat someone by pin, submission, by count, by DQ. And if you do it by pin and uh, if you do it by um, count out and DQ, it's not going to feel as cool as somebody winning by pin. It makes no sense. Wrestling is a crazy, crazy thing. Hence why here we are again on the 10th of September, 2019, when did Austin leave? 2003. So like 17, 16 years removed. And we still go crazy when we see him because our brains are just warped and just wrapped in a, in a certain way. So my man Stan in the Super Chat says, sorry about Friday. Sent you a message about it. Yes, Stan, I do need to get back to you. Um, it's, you know the deal. I'm still, I'm still dealing with a lot of fallout. Don't worry about it, my friend. We, uh, it's one of those things. We'll definitely sort it as soon as we can. I'm equally to blame. So 
no problem uh, no problem there uh, there there whatsoever um but yeah that, that that's what i'm excited about most for uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to what's next uh, in wrestling in terms of my own wrestling stuff which people always ask about and i always promise to update you and i try to do that had a I and mean, i probably shouldn't have wrestled this weekend again we're not going to talk about it but i have wrestler's brain I managed to debut for Breed Wrestling up in Sheffield, and thank you to every, loads of people came down for that one, and that that was really really cool. Uh, especially thank you to everybody that, ch- that did the Darth Vader Imperial March theme using the word "why." That was uh, something I'll never get over. That's why independent wrestling wrestling is the best. Ah, um, oh, Robert Alomar, my man Adam Mayhem is in the chat. I've just realised. Where is my rematch then? Since you were talking about championships, Adam Mayhem, and I haven't forgotten about you. I haven't forgotten about you. Don't worry. I've told you before. You can have a rematch whenever you want a rematch. And you can come over here to England to have a rematch. Coming into my chat and challenging me for... I never, I've never ducked you once. The whole situation started because you ducked me. And then we went and we did it in South Korea. Vlog up right now. Cheap plug. And I want to do it again. Challenge accepted, my friend. Let's find a place. Let's find a venue. Let's put it in a day. Let's do it on 11-19. And Bray Wyatt can be talking about Adam Mayhem versus Simon Miller too. I'm up for it. I'm ready. Um, yeah, so uh, I was at Breed Wrestling on, on Saturday. Shout out to Adam Bolt, who I, who I took on. It was kind of cool because he's the first proper super flippy guy I've taken on. And as I found out, it's really cool to wrestle super flippy guys because usually they are, you know, I'm not saying they're small, but they're smaller than me. So you can just catch them and throw them around. <laughs> it was awesome. We did a, a spear. It was meant to be a spear. He jumped off the, uh, he did like a phenomenal forearm and I caught him with a spear in midair. Kind of, as happens in wrestling, kind of turned more into a spine buster. But I think it looked pretty good. Hopefully I'll have more, I'll have more footage of that soon. But that was awesome. So thank you to everyone in Breed up in Sheffield. And on Sunday, it was the end of the six-week tournament run at EWE. Uh, they're running a show's a couple of months. I tell you, if you can get to the, Lund- the, the, the Bedford in Ballam, uh, which is in London, EWE shows get better every week. The crowds are awesome. I think they're half wrestling fans, half people that are in the pub that are attached to the venue that just come in and shout and scream. Really loud, really pumped up the whole time. Oh, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, so I had a couple of matches there. I found out yesterday when I went on Twitter that I'm wrestling David Starr for IPW on October the 2nd. So October the 2nd is a massive day for me. AEW debuts, get ready for my ups and downs. And then, you know, just before I do that, I'll be wrestling, uh, I'll be wrestling David Starr at APW. So definitely come to that one if you can. That's the most intimidating match of my life. Uh, if you know about independent wrestling, David Starr is one of the guys that uh, shines quite brightly, we shall say. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to Celisto in the Super Chat, who says, If Bray's new gimmick is beating the people he lost to with The Fiend, Taker might put Bray over in his final match, probably WrestleMania. Dude, I'm all right with that. If we, if we get to, to WrestleMania 36 and it's Bray White versus The Undertaker and, you know, Bray White has beaten uh, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, who else could he beat? Uh, anyway, there's no point doing a list, but if he could beat all of them and then get to WrestleMania and beat, and beat John Cena, beat them all, absolutely, let's do that. I got no problem with that, not going to argue. But um, I'm not, I just, I just can't see it happening, um, which is fine. The Undertaker has earned the right to call his shots, but it just worries me. I, I, I don't want, we, we can't ruin up Bray Wyatt again. There's been too much good worth and good work put into it, but it is obviously possible. Um, and I think, I think it's always good to remember that. I hope, look, I imagine it's going to be Seth Rollins. I don't see Braun Strowman winning the Universal Champion at Clash of Champions, which means it's Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt, Hell in a Cell. I'd put it in a cell. Why the hell not? 
I mean, when was the last time we ever had a cell match with any story? And I would have Bray Wyatt win. I know Seth only just won it back. But if Bray Wyatt is going after the championship as that Fiend character, my biggest worry about that match is that he wins or he loses. or But there's no pinfall. Do you know what I mean? It's oh, excessive blood loss or some bullshit like that. It cannot happen because it. what's the point? Why put Bray Wyatt in that situation unless you want him to win the championship? That's my point. What, what are you going to get out of it? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. It just it takes away any magic that he's got. And in a company where there's not that much magic right now, when you look at your performers, as proven last night on Raw, don't 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 muck around with the people that work. This needs to be this needs to go back to the days of organic pushes and organic responses and organic uh, storylines being written based on things that are happening in a live environment. And right now, people love Bray Wyatt. They love him. They think he's great. And we, we, again, you know, he, he puts four numbers on a clock, and we talk about it for the next six weeks. And that's... I can't think of anybody else in the roster that can do that. Which is why when King of the Ring is over, no matter what happens, keep pushing Chad Gable, keep pushing Buddy Murphy, keep pushing Cedric Alexander. If they don't work out, that's okay. But let's absolutely give them a crack at it, at the very least. Chris Betts in the Super Chat says, just came into the stream late. But how's you, Simon? I'm very well, Chris. I hope you're well, too. Don't worry about being late. You're here now. Do you think AEW fire is starting to fade a bit? And what's your thoughts on the Cody situation? Uh, well, we talked about this earlier. I do think there is... Um, AEW feels established now. Not that it is, because they still have to smash it with TV. But it's a thing. We're used to it. It's it, it, it it's not... Even when they keep selling out buildings, it's got to be like, well, of course they do. That's what AEW does. So once again, it's like with the whole NXT versus WWE thing, uh, uh, AEW thing. If NXT beats AEW, you're like, yeah. If AEW beats NXT, you're like, oh my gosh. And that's always going to happen. Like, you can't help but be... Uh, you can't help but fall into that to that mold because you get used to things. That's how your brain works. In terms of the Cody situation, I'm going to assume you mean his uh, championship match against Chris Jericho at Gears, whatever it is. Uh, but let me know if I'm wrong. I got no problem with it. Like as long as it makes sense, Cody's won or mostly won all of his matches. I want to see Cody Chris Jericho for the championship. As long as they continue to tell that story and whatever happens in the match makes sense too. I'm all good with it. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't mind that in any sense, but you may be referring to something else. Obviously, the worry is Cody technically books the company along with the Young Bucks and everybody else, but they don't strike me as those type of people. You know, if we're trying to make comparisons to the late 90s, it would be Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan. I don't think they're those type of guys. I think they want All Elite Wrestling to be brilliant with or without them. You know what I mean? I think it's their baby, but given how they've used other stars, I think it makes sense on a piece of paper point of view. It's not a match I'm adverse to by any stretch of the imagination. And Cody has been smashing it. Right now, Cody is my favorite person in that company. His matches are my favorite. As much as I appreciate everything around them, I love his old school storytelling approach. I just do. It, it makes me happy. Um, Undead FB Goose says in the Super Chat, I'm nervous, excited for Bray from now on. I love him. Hey, I get it. And you should be a little bit when you're looking at it from a... Uh, smart Mark fan, as people say, because you want them to do well and you know there's something there. And we want the Roman Reigns push or the Stone Cold Steve Austin push or, you know, John Cena push. It's a different character to that. Maybe The Undertaker is a better way to put it. But The Undertaker is a great example. The Undertaker never used to lose. And through the Attitude Era, he doubly never used to lose. So, and the Invasion Angle even more so. So let's apply that same logic to Bray Wyatt. And then I think we'll be doing okay. Shadow Elite HD in the Super Chat says, Clash of Champions will end in a no contest and then Hell in a Cell will be a triple threat. Bray wins to look really strong. Hey, Shadow Man, that's a great shout. 
I'm on board with that. Then you can have Bray pin um, Braun Strowman because I think WWE seen Seth Rollins as a, as a more important uh, person in that cog. And then you can move on to the singles match as well. You can elongate that feud and then that would bring you to Survivor Series. Have Seth Rollins win. Uh, lose, sorry. Have Bray Wyatt beat him. Hell yeah, man. I think that's a great idea. Do whatever it takes to make Bray Wyatt look good. And I'm happy to hear the alternative, but I don't see anybody else creating the kind of storm that he is. And I know ex-wrestling fans that also want to watch now because they think Bray Wyatt comes across as a more adult character who is surviving within a PG world. Becky Lynch kind of does that too. Maybe not so much anymore, but sort of end of last year when she was becoming the man, she, she had this uh, confidence and this swagger that made her feel above a PG environment because you weren't sure what she was going to do. Chris Betts in Super Chat says, no, he's in trouble for saying something or chanting appropriate stuff. An AAA show recently, apparently it was offensive. All right, I haven't heard this. I'll type it in. Cody Triple A. Um, Cody Rhodes, sorry for Triple A chant. Well, there we go. I don't know about this. Let me let this page load. This is what happens when you get ill. You missed it. That's not loading. Let me load the page. This one's working. Um, AAA 27. It took place last month. After the victory, Psycho Clan asked Rhodes and Vasquez to join in as they led. I'm not going to read this in case it's offensive. All right. It, good, thank goodness I didn't read it. Okay. So they were asked to join in, uh, not saying that word because it's offensive. And Cody joined in because he thought it was a tradition and he was unaware of any negative connotations. Well, I, I look, I, I don't think we can. That I I think Cody Rhodes has not come across. I don't think Cody Rhodes is homophobic. Would be my first point. So that sounds like a situation that I almost fell into just then. I've never heard of that word, and thankfully I didn't read it because you'd given me the context. Uh, it's a shame, but that's one of the problems of being in the public eye. Sometimes you put your fit in it, and all you can do is put your hands up and go, "Sorry, uh, I made a mistake." So no, I don't think you can hold that against him massively. He's apologized. Um. Yeah, it, I mean, the fact that that chance even happening to begin with upsets me, as I imagine it upsets a lot of you. One day, hopefully, we can move on from all of this and remember that, good grief, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter what your, your sexual orientation is. Just enjoy yourself and be happy. Why is it anybody else's business to begin with? But um, yeah, I'm just reading another one now. He's apologized. I, I, again, I think we have to judge people on how we know them. And Cody Rhodes has always come across as a pretty good dude. So I'm going to say that it's one of those things we have to, we have to, we have to let slide. Um, not let slide. You have to be accountable for your actions, and you do need to be more aware of that stuff. But um, yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate. I will say that. I really, I, was, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too far off wrestling. But I was having this conversation the other day. If, if you know about UK politics right now, it's just a mess as we try and leave the European Union. And I keep having these these sort of what's the word even, rants, not rants, they're mostly in my head, but I, and if you want to be patriotic, that's cool, if you're proud of where you're from, that's cool, I've got nothing but love for that, but at the same time, it's just a flip of a coin where you're born, you know, Africa, England, United States, Russia, New Zealand, Australia, Puerto Rico, like, it is, it is a flip of a coin, it's an absolute flip of a coin, you don't, you don't choose it, and if you're happy to be born from there, great, but to actively, you know, be mad at somebody else because they were born in a different part of the world, so I don't understand Brexit. If you vote for Brexit, that's cool. And I, 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 I don't know your reasons, so I'm not going to say too much. But surely it's better to be inclusive. Surely, we, surely in 2019, with everything else that's going on in the world, we should do our best to yeah, just all be friends. Sounds well cheesy and hippy trippy, but it's true. Just realize that my, I need some juice. 
bits and jewels. Oh man, this is why. What is going on here? Who did this? I mean, me, obviously. <laughs> but let me plug this in, and then we will start to uh, start to wrap up. So, if this is the first time you're watching the podcast, we've got around about ten minutes to go. Um, obviously, at two p.m., head over to What Culture Wrestling. Make sure you give them a subscribe and me, and we'll do what we'll do ups and downs for Raw live. Uh, so yeah, any questions you've got now is the time to ask. Uh, super chat questions will 100% uh, be answered. That's the way it works. It's like Sainsbury's. And then FB Goo has taken advantage of that in the super chat. Did you see the Kenny Omega vid on being the elite? Yes, I did. So I think the story now is that Kenny Omega's gone crazy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what that is, but that's kind of what I took away from it. Kenny Omega has gone nuts. Um, I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do with Kenny Omega in AEW. I really, really am. I, I quite like where we are. He hasn't come in as this, you know, house on fire guy that I think a lot of us thought that he would do. Instead, he's in a funny place, but I think that's good. If All Elite Wrestling is here for the long haul, there's no rush. There's no rush to do that with Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is so good, he can build himself up in a matter of weeks. We've seen that with people with half the skill of Kenny Omega. So Kenny Omega can absolutely do it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see what happens with being the elite once TNT TV starts. Do you have to watch it? Do you get clips on the TV show? Is it irrelevant? And it's like an RPG where you can read diaries for, for, for context. I think that's going to be fascinating. I'm intrigued to see what they, um, uh, what, what, what they do with it. But uh, and loads of people as well saying they think it's going to be Austin versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. It's not. Austin is never going to get back in the ring again, nor should he, I don't think. I don't think I'd get anything out of that. I know it's somewhat of a tease, but I don't think he'll ever live up to the expectations that we want or he want because that's father time. That's what it does. It kicks your ass. Um, I'm happy for him to just come back, smash some people up, and go again. I don't think we need to see him for a while. Apparently, he's going to be on the first SmackDown of Fox. That's okay. But I like, I like it when he's gone for a while and then he comes back because you get that monster pop, you get that Stone Cold Steve Austin feeling that you don't get anywhere else. And yeah, it just, uh, it just makes me happy. I know there's, there's controversy to Steve Austin too and that's probably something that we should talk about at some point. But in terms of watching him as a wrestling performer, and again, it's hard to distinguish between the two sometimes. It's, uh, it's, it's a treat. And I know a lot of that is nostalgia, but I'm all right with that. Hence why I love Goldberg too. I basically just like bald guys with goatees. I'm very, very biased. <laughs> very, very biased uh, uh, towards that. AJ Parker in the Super Chat says, and we're going to have to wrap up soon because my voice is going, Nikki Crocs and I want to see Simon says, Philip N. Marks and Hill's faces at some point in the next few days. Simon rocks and hope to see The Fiend on SmackDown. That's very kind, AJ. Thank you. And you've reminded me as well, absolutely. Another thing that if you could please do, I'd appreciate in your search bar, just type in Kayfabe News, find the official Kayfabe News um, channel, give it a subscribe, watch the videos. I'm sure most of you know what Kayfabe News is, but it's satirical wrestling news content. We've started to, oh yeah, we started to kind of basically videoize the articles that the man who's been doing that for years uh, has been writing. And there's been a lot of love for it. A couple of people don't like it, but that's cool. We can't please everyone. So thank you for that, AJ. Absolutely. Um, there is no, uh, there's no Simon Says on Ups and Downs today. There's a spoiler for you. But yeah, Philip M. Mar or F Flippin' Marks. Get it? That's the host name. Hilarious, right? Um, yeah, brings you, brings you nonsense news at least once a week. So yeah, if you could go and subscribe to Kayfabe News now, uh, I, I would appreciate it. And on that note, as my voice is about to go, I think I'm going to have to wrap up before I lose it. I've still got voiceovers and whatnot to do today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for everyone that did throw some money into the Super Chat or the Patreon. Again, like I say, it genuinely all does go back 
uh, in, into these projects so I can turn other work down to, to, to do this stuff. I do apologize that the uh, content's been a bit scattered as of late. I'm not at 100%, but hopefully I will be there soon. And thank you to everyone on the Patreon who sent me a nice message and words of support. It really does mean a lot. Uh, five minutes time, head over to What Culture Wrestling. Give them a subscribe and make sure you join me live for ups and downs of Raw as we go through the show. And I'll let you know the good bits, the bad bits, the middle bits, the golden ups, the brown downs, the Oscar ups. Uh, the sad downs, whatever else we have on that ridiculous show that gets more and more dumb as the weeks go on, but that's why I love it. And again, yeah, subscribe if you haven't already. Like the video, share the video. At Simon316 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, that's about it. That's about it. I'll be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. BST. If you want to join me, that would be great. We'll kind of have a quick rundown of SmackDown. And yeah, I'll see you over on What Culture Wrestling very soon. Or if you're listening to this on audio, I'll chat to you when I chat to you. But know that I love you all. Where's my end button? There it is.